Hello and welcome to Frank Fire Fridays. This is Father Patrick Bykowskis broadcasting from St. Dominic Priory in St. Louis, Missouri. Let us begin with a prayer. Creator of all that is, you knew me before I was even conceived. I sometimes take credit and pride for any success I have known. You have expected much of me, your servant. I have often tried to be worthy of my many blessings. I humbly stand before you, hoping to be enough. Help me to use all that I have in your service, sharing the gifts that are mine to honor, to your honor and glory. Amen. I'm going to be offering a reflection today on this short passage from the Gospel of Mark. Mark's Gospel has a lot of of healings in it. And this is a story of a leper that came to Jesus and kneeling down, begged him and said, if you wish, you can make me clean. Moved with pity, he stretched out his hand, touched him and said to him, I do will it be made clean. The leprosy left him immediately and he was made clean. Then warning him sternly, he dismissed him at once. He said to him, See that you tell no one anything, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses prescribed. That will be proof for them. The man went away and began to publicize the whole matter. He spread the report abroad so that it was impossible for Jesus to enter a town openly. He remained outside in deserted places, and people kept coming to him from everywhere. The Gospel of the Lord. And of course, that's one of the reasons we hear for Jesus asking these people to keep this quiet. Uh, That can be another homily. What I'm focusing on today is this healing of the leper. And I'm also going to be bringing in the experience that St. Francis had as well. And it's a kind of a famous story Probably some of you have heard it. I'm going to give you a short version. Francis came from a wealthy family. You may not know that, but in Assisi, and if you've ever been there, it's a very lovely small city. And his father was in the cloth business. And so Francis was always dressed beautifully. And his father was wealthy. He had all the money he needed to do whatever he wanted. And He was already into his conversion when one day he was traveling through the countryside and he came upon a leper in the middle of the road. Now, Francis, and he wrote about this, Francis was deathly afraid of lepers. He would have nightmares about them. And of course, lepers, people that were truly experiencing leprosy, there was all sorts of things that they called leprosy in in that day, in Jesus's day, and still into Francis's. But if they were truly suffering leprosy, their their bodies would be covered with sores and wounds. Their flesh had been eaten away. They might have eyes missing or their fingers and toes and sorts of things. Horrible. And they smelled horrible from the flesh that was rotting. So we can presume that Francis felt a lot of anxiety when he saw this leper standing in front of him. But as I said, his conversion had begun and Francis got down from his horse and walked up to the leper and kissed him. 
Now, Francis also knew that it is Christ who saves us, not our works. And of course, it is by faith in Jesus Christ that we accept salvation. Yet, this does not mean that our good works don't count. The genuineness of our faith is tested by the fruit it bears, particularly in our relationships with others, and maybe even more in our relationship to the poor. Remember what James says in his letter, faith without works is dead. So concern for the poor and the marginal is not something that's kind of fabricated by some left-wing ideology. It is as old as Isaiah. And what does Isaiah say? To those whose hearts are frightened, be strong and fear not. The eyes of the blind will be opened. The ears of the deaf be cleared. Our God is concerned with the faith of those who are wounded and those who live on the margins of life. Very much so with those on the borders of our countries trying to improve their life for their children. So how do we relate to others in our congregation, in our workplace? Maybe if you're a student, you know, we're in your classroom or in your residence hall. So let's imagine this. You see someone that's well-dressed. I don't, I don't I'm honestly, I used to think, oh, everybody's, you know, if you're wearing Abercrombie and Fitch, I, I, I guess that store still exists. But now I see a lot of people wearing this Vineyard Vines stuff. I don't have any. I don't want any either. But one, I was at Mass at, at, at I won't say, this local parish recently, and it seemed like, honest to goodness, every other person, man and woman, all had those little whales on their shirt. Anyway, or may, so maybe, okay, instead of somebody, somebody really well-dressed, maybe somebody well-known, uh, a, a, a prominent person in the, in the community, or maybe if you're on campus, a prominent member of the, of the great Purdue basketball team this year. And then we see someone very different, a homeless person, one of the people that you see on the street, and they look shabby. Maybe they're even talking to themselves. Who do we want to meet to talk to? And who do we want to avoid? And I get it. it it's, you know, what, how much ever much we might say to the contrary, we're going to want to go to the well-dressed person, say, hey, yeah, I want to talk to you, and say to the homeless person, nothing at all, or try to avoid them. Well, when we do that, then we best remember that God chose the poor in the eyes of the world to be rich in faith and heirs of the kingdom. There is no doubt that Jesus accepted and loved rich and healthy people. We saw that happen in the scriptures, especially those who knew their own wounds and where they were lacking. And yet he always had time for the marginal and the dispossessed, the sick, the broken. If we were to measure the amount of space in the Gospels devoted to those who were hurt or poor and compared to any other sort of issue we might cherish, a litmus test of our faith, there is little doubt that the sick, the needy, the lonely, the forgotten, the marginalized are more important than any other sort of reality. So, as you just heard in this Gospel of Mark, the story of Jesus as he draws close to the leper and he touches him and he prays 
and the power of our Lord shines forth. If we say that we are disciples of Jesus, if we hold that he is not only our Savior, but our way as well, then the way Jesus shows his concern has got to be in some way our own way. Our attentiveness and our care for each other, and especially for the poor in body and spirit, is not a way to win us paradise. It is our response, our grateful response to God's promised love for us in our own poverty, in our own disabilities. That's a challenge for us in all that we do, in the way that we respond and live and care for one another, to see another and recognize that if we are not feeling love for the person who might be alone, forgotten, then we've got, to, we've got work to do. The love of Christ is not shining forth in us. If we are to call ourselves Christian, if that is our goal, and I hope it is, then what God expects of each of us is that the love of Christ will shine forth in us. Now, I did not finish that story of St. Francis. As soon as Francis kissed the leper, Francis noticed the leper was not there. He looked all around. The leper had vanished. And it was only later that he realized that he had been visioned, visited by Christ in a vision. It may well be that that homeless person may be on the corner near where you live or the forgotten person in the back of the church is reluctant to approach the altar, the person that's ignored, the person that may be invisible, Let's close with another vision of St. Francis. This is in his famous prayer. Lord, grant that I may seek rather to comfort than to be comforted, to understand than to be understood, to love than to be loved. For it is by self-forgetting that one finds, it is by forgiving that one is forgiven. It is by dying that one awakens to eternal life. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. We've got Lent fast upon us. Think about what you're going to do this Lent to be a better Christian. It may not involve giving up anything. It may be doing a little bit extra.